Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. We got some cool Laker news for you and some other news that, well, I don't know how you'll receive, but it's about the Lakers as well. Shout out to Depeche Mode. Crank this up a little, Laura. They uh, also yeah, got in, uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are the my favorite band of all time, LZ. I, as you know, I have seen of them multiple time? times in multiple cities. Yeah. You're in your 40s. Have you done a full assessment? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're my favorite band. I have seen them. I have been a huge fan of theirs ever since I discovered their music, which was probably like junior high. Um, so it was like late 80s, uh, early 90s. And it was maybe a, a couple of years after this Violator album came out. Yep. And I just became a huge, huge fan. I love this genre of music, like the retro music. Uh, Depeche Mode, The Smiths, Erasure. Like you give me all those uh, all those electronic songs from early in the day, it makes sense because I love EDM now too. Um, so it just really is a genre that I've always kind of enjoyed the electronic sound. I'm trying to think who's my favorite band. Yeah, I mean band uh, is different. Band. Like, I have a favorite rapper. I have right. like a you know a favorite like uh, singer. Uh, you know, there's it just it kind of goes across the board. I have favorite performers, like female performers. For right. example, like Madonna's my favorite female performer, but she's not my favorite singer by any stretch of the imagination. She doesn't sing that well. No, um, but like Whitney not. is my favorite singer of all time, uh, female singer, right? Um, and like if you just ask me, like I can just kind of go through it. But I do love that genre of music, and Depeche Mode is my favorite band uh, of all time. Just yeah. Oh God, that's a bad Whitney song. But it's all we got in the system, Laura. It's, it's all right. It's okay. It's fine. She did it, so I, I'm not gonna fault you for it. She recorded it uh, with somebody who loves me. I know. I loved loved Whitney Houston, but I really wasn't a big fan of her pop stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Like this song to me is like. Oh, know, this is the one right here, though. This is. I mean, she won an Oscar for this, didn't she? Uh, not this song because the Oscars only nominate songs that are original, and this is actually a remake. Oh, yes, and I hate myself for knowing these details. Like I did that. not know that. Yes, but it was yes. a very popular. That's the movie reason why Gangsta's Paradise wasn't nominated for an Oscar because it's sampled from Pastime Paradise by Stevie Wonder. Oh, I did not know that either. Then, that, so is that why Three Six Mafia won the Oscar because their song was original? There you go. Yeah, it's hard out here being a pimp. It is hard. It still is hard all these years later. It is. I know. It never changed for pimps. It's so sad, man. <laughs> all the other industries have had an opportunity to, to improve, but not pimps, man. still hard out there. It's the same thing. Maybe, maybe instead of cash, you can get a Venmo or a cash app, but that's about it. Oh, man. You don't know. There's no way pimps are trusting Venmo and cash apps, are they? I, I mean... I, I would think because who's carrying cash anymore? That's true. That is true. There are some cash. Well, look, if you go to a dispensary, that's a cash business, isn't it? I, I use card. Really? Yeah. The ones I've been to are all cash. You could take out the cash there. They got an ATM that charges like $27. Yeah, see, I ain't uh, doing that. I'm yeah. not doing that. I'm yeah. not doing that at all. But MedMen uses the card, uh, and they just charge you like you know a little bit more maybe, but you know. Am I wrong about that? Greg, do uh, a lot. Your your brother is like a pot attorney, basically. Um, he, he is. Really? Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, he is. You didn't know that? He's like one of the top in California. Yeah. You don't tell yeah. me anything, Greg. Nothing. When, when did you ask me? You don't tell me which Comrex to link up into. You don't tell me anything. <laughs> no, no. So, but I, I go to a lot of, I get CBD from a lot of dispensaries and 
for a long time, I wasn't able to use a card. I had to get cash out of the ATM, but now I can use card at most of them. Really? Well, maybe the yeah, ones yeah. I need to go need to upgrade. Uh, here, being a you pimp. Need to actually, you need to go inside of a car, inside of a building, and not stay on the street corner, George. Yeah, We've no, no. I go now. inside of a building. It's actually very nice. It looks like a spa when I walk in. Yeah. It's Try not to nice. page the guy and like meet him around the corner. No. no. <laughs> Remember pagers? <laughs> pagers were fun. Yeah. I had one when I sold drugs. I used to have one. Yeah. It was beep, like, beep, and beep. it was it, it was a fashion item. Yeah. It was. Because you know? then you start hard out here being a pimp. Yeah. The case, case colors. Oh, so we're yeah. changing. Yeah. yeah, man. I had my little Patrick Ewan snakeskin Adidas in my matching uh, painter. There you go. There you go. Um, so we got Laker news. Do you want the good news first or do you want... Give me the bad news. I mean, it's not bad. It's just, you know, it depends on your perspective how you're going to feel about this. So do you want the, 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 the different perspective news? That's what I'll call it. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have an easy catchphrase for it, but uh, I'll take the different perspective news for five hundred, Alex. Okay. Kyle Kuzma is looking for a quote sizable deal from the Lakers per our Brian Winhorst on the Hoop Collective podcast. Quote from what I understand, he's expecting a sizable deal and hoping for a sizable deal from the Lakers. Hmm. And what's the good news? The good news is the Lakers may be interested in Serge Ibaka which I like a lot. Oh, I got it. So you were giving me bad news for Kyle Kuzma and good news for the Lakers. Because if you're asking me who would I rather spend the coin on, bruh, bruh, I would much rather spend the coin on Serge Ibaka than the coin on Kyle Kuzma. And in fact, it's not even close. And I hate to say that because I'm on the Kuz train, but it sounds like I'm about to get kicked off the Coos train or I'm at my stop or something. But if you're telling me you can either spend money on Serge Ibaka or Kyle Kuzma, I'm going with Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'd rather have Serge Ibaka over Kyle Kuzma. What about you, um, Bergman? Uh, I'd much rather have Serge Ibaka, but Serge Ibaka's got to be like 47 years old at this point. I he's feel 31. Like he's been... He just turned 31 in September. Dad, no, he's not 31 years old. Are you There's about to no do chance. one of those jokes? You're about to do one of those jokes, aren't you? What, I don't know. I he I he feels like he's been in the league for fifteen to twenty years. Well, let's see. He got to Orlando. No, man, he came in, into OKC back when they were like two thousand nine. Uh, yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, eleven years already in the league. So yeah, what? so he I was guess, twenty. I guess that's thirty-one. Then yeah, I'm all about it if he's thirty-one years old. He just feels. I mean, like do you did you just make guy. him out to be like a Cuban or Dominican baseball player? Who likes <laughs> that's why I, maybe. Listen, that's Look. why I said you know is he about to do one of those junks because my brother's from the Congo? Is that what you about to do? <laughs> Well, I mean, look, Adrian Beltre was younger than or older than he said he was, so who knows? But yeah, I just feel like he's been that dude that's been around forever. So, but I, I like Ibaka a lot, and I'd much, much rather have Ibaka. Much rather have Ibaka. He's a tougher defender, still isn't much of a fighter, but that's okay. Better three point shooter. He's got great, great drip. Rim protector, <laughs> right? He, he dresses really well. He's got those big Lenny Kravitz scarves. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. You know, make up for the fashion we'll lose with coups, you know, yeah. the parts or whatever. But the question is whether or not if we were to sign a Serge Ibaka, um, is he a starter? Because Kuz is coming off the bench. And once again, if he's a starter, that oh, puts yeah. AD in a precarious situation because he doesn't like playing the five. Right. But you could have Ibaka at the five. Ibaka's a good rim protector. He is a good rim protector. That's for sure. 
Yeah, and he can shoot. Just like, you know, he he's a good shooter too. Yeah, I is. actually think Ibaka and Anthony Davis is a pretty damn impressive lineup. Dude. So how does uh how does Kyle Kuzma's contract work? Is if he doesn't get a qualifying offer, is he just a free agent? They could I mean, they could deal him. Right. Right. But I mean, he is up for an extension, right? I mean, we're all on the same page, right? We're we're all assuming he's gonna be dealt, right? Yes, I assume that. Yeah. Yes. Greg, Laura, we're all assuming he's gonna be dealt. Yeah, it would yeah. make the most sense. Yeah, and it, I mean, and it's not shade on him. It's it'd be good for him. Mm-hmm. He needs an opportunity to like you know grow a little bit, maybe go back to being a number two, if not a number one, for a bad team. Mm-hmm. And we need to repeat. So, <laughs> you know, Serge Ibaka is a definitive upgrade over almost any front court bench player that we have. Yeah, I would say. Uh- Let's do it this way. Let's open it up to the phones. I know people still want to talk about the Chargers and the football stuff. We can do that at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. But how do you feel about Kuzma wanting a, quote, sizable deal from the Lakers? He is looking for a sizable deal, expecting a sizable deal from the Lakers. And what do you make of Serge Ibaka? as a piece for this team. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Plus, the Raiders need your respect. We'll explain why in just a moment. And don't forget this hour. Oh, yeah. You can win another virtual key. The 710th month, 710 ESPN month of giving from our friend Sal Gonzalez at Culver City Mazda. If you want your key, you heard Mason in Ireland in the 3 o'clock hour giving you the destination of the day. Each and every weekday you do that. And then each and every weekday you come out to us in the 5 o'clock hour where you'll hear Sal give you the cue to call. And when you hear it, you can be caller seven with the correct destination of the day, and you will win a virtual key that could start that brand-new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with a grand in the glove box, courtesy of your friends at 710 ESPN and Culver City Mazda. That can happen at any point. Here's a hint. It's probably going to happen in one of the commercial breaks. It could happen in this one, so stick around. So anyway, we'll get to all that stuff. We'll get your Lakers calls. We'll get into the Raiders. We'll take your Chargers calls. Sedano, LZ, 710, ESPN, back in three. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Chris. That's right. We have caller number seven. We have Robert Fuentes in East L.A. Do you have the destination of the day, Robert? Joshua Tree. Yes, sir! Congratulations! Thank you, George and LZ. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Now, we're going to give you a t-shirt if you can tell me which band has an album called Joshua Tree. Oh, man. You got me there. Uh... It's okay. No, I don't have it. It's, it's all right. It's okay. It was very spontaneous. You, you, it you got work. all the it's good okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, LZ's yeah, playing outside the, the rules here. Stuff. Yeah. You can have a t-shirt anyway just for thinking about it. Yeah. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Right. So, Robert, let me tell you this, man. Congratulations, Robert Fuentes uh, from East L.A. You, this virtual key, 
uh, could be the one that starts the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport from Culver City Mazda on Monday, November 30th. That's when we're going to give away the car, uh, and we're going to qualify someone each and every weekday. Obviously, at 3 o'clock, you listen to the road trip destination during Mason and Ireland, or the 3 o'clock hour, and then here in the 5 o'clock hour, we qualify people like you, uh, Robert Fuentes from East L.A., uh, and we're hooking you up either way because you get a $100 uh, gift card from Wingstop. So congrats on that, man. Get some wings and for the whole family, basically. Thank but you, first, we have it. to see which virtual key you actually get. Yave numero 13. Key number 13. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Lucky or unlucky 13. Wow, we'll find 13. out, Robert. All right. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Now, we want you to hold on while Laura gets your information. And we want to give a big thank you to Wingstop. Order Wingstop's new all-in bundle for $19.99. Six crispy tenders and 16 boneless wings, sauced and tossed in up to four flavors, plus a large fry and three dips. See Wingstop.com for restrictions and details. All right, there you go. And, of course, listen, Monday, the 3 o'clock hour to Mason and Ireland to give you another destination of the day in the 3 o'clock hour. And then listen for the cue to call for us in the 5 o'clock hour uh, here on this show for your chance to win on the 710 ESPN Month of Giving. So congrats to Robert Fuentes of East L.A. Orale! There you go for La Raza. There we go. We're chilling. George. We're having George. some fun. Yes, sir. Are we old? What do you mean? It- is, oh, because he didn't know the, the Joshua Tree album? <laughs> he, no, no. He's probably young. Oh, I get it. So instead of taking responsibility, we blame other people. I like that. Yeah. You're just too young to know. He's just young. You know, We're not young. old. You're too young. Yeah, he's young. To uh, know that one of the greatest albums ever to be recorded. You're too yeah. young. He could be just young. That's all it is. That's how I'm going to look at it. I ain't going to call myself old yet. Wait, hold up. Tommy just texted me. You too, exclamation point. And I know Tommy's old, so damn it, we must be old. Yeah, we're old. Ah. Dang it. Uh, oh, well. Father Time's undefeated. Yep, yep, Father Time is undefeated. Hey, so we've got, uh, we want to take more calls on the Lakers at 877-710-ESPN. If you just missed it, Brian Winhorst on his podcast, our buddy Brian Winhorst here at ESPN, saying Kyle Kuzma is looking for a, quote, sizable deal from the Lakers. From what I understand, he's expecting a sizable deal, hoping for a sizable deal. Would you give that sizable deal to Kyle Kuzma? Also, the Lakers are being linked to Serge Ibaka. Uh, The word is that Serge is looking to be on a championship-level team. Uh, You know, there's a possibility he stays in Toronto. I was like, is he he on one? <laughs> right. There's a possibility. But he is a free agent, so he's exploring his options as he okay. can and should. Um, so Serge is out there. He's been linked to the Lakers. And I love that fit, as you and I talked about. I think that him and Anthony Davis, um, no, granted, Serge is a lot older, but um, they, they are interchangeable in some ways. Both can shoot the ball, right? Both can defend the rim very well. Both yep. are long, uh, athletic, uh, can cover a lot of ground defensively. Uh, I actually think that makes the Lakers even more dangerous potentially defensively if Serge Ibaka is added to this team. Oh, God. Our defense just gets bonkers. Like, honestly, if we're able to keep Dwight and bring in a Serge and, you know, I don't want to say get rid of Kyle Kuzma, but let's say, you know, it works out for both of us. I mean, you're kind of saying get rid of Kyle Kuzma. (laughs) It works out for both of us that he's able to go and be a number one somewhere else. I love the fact that now, now there is no lineup that won't have a rim protector at all times. I love that. Love that. 
Penetrating guards get no break whatsoever if there's a rotating big man of Serge, of AD, and Dwight Howard. I love that. Yeah. Uh, but, well, you know, I, I, I've been trying to tell you, your boy Dwight may not be around. Eh, he's going to be around. Where is he going to go? First of all, he's in the best city. He just won a chip. The, 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 he's got the best fan base that appreciates him again. Okay, let's Who do abandons all of that to go to Oklahoma City? Let, let's do it. The, let's do it this way. Would it surprise you if Dwight went and took the, a better financial offer? Uh, yes, it would surprise me. Really? Okay. It would. It, it yeah. would surprise me because it wouldn't to me. He's he's gotten paid, and I'm not counting other folks' money, but he was a number one overall draft pick. Mm-hmm. And he and, got a max contract. And he's, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like. If you leave a championship team that wants you to join a losing squad because they're going to pay you more, like yeah, but we don't what? know if they necessarily want him. Depending on, I think there, I would guess, and again, I'm not saying that, don't don't aggregate me because I'm not reporting this, but I would guess you're only as good as your options are. And I think if the Lakers feel like they can get Serge Ibaka and Tristan Thompson, then I think they feel like they've got their big men covered for next year. Sweet Jesus, man. Well, you in this Tristan Thompson thing, man. I'm telling you. I Listen, you think he's having wine with LeBron for, you know, just bleeps and giggles? No, 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 no. I don't think that. But if you're going to give me a 6'9 guy that can't shoot, at least let him be a rim protector. And that's not Tristan man, he Thompson. he defends the perimeter so well, though, for a big man. He defends the perimeter Anytime so Anytime you so add well. a little, little, you know, disclaimer, like, for a big man, I'm already on the fence. Okay. Okay. Um, I like I'm just that lineup, man. Dwight. Like, imagine that lineup, man. Imagine a lineup no, of, like, Surge. What would you that. say? You're what not you playing say? all three of those guys together. No, 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 not all three, but I'm saying imagine a lineup of, like, Surge, AD, Braun, you know, whoever happens to be in the backcourt, and then coming off the bench, it's just more size. Like, that's mm. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's ridiculous? What? The fact that the Raiders are still being disrespected. Like, I have gone, I have come full circle on the Raiders. I was one of the guys kind of mocking them, laughing at them the last two years, uh, you know, telling Raider fans, you, you know, you're delirious. There, this isn't, a, you know, an eight, you know, people were saying nine, ten wins last year. This team now is a playoff team. Like, I would actually be surprised if they don't make the playoffs. Now, granted, we could have up to eight teams uh, in each conference. But even if it was just the seven that was supposed to be, I would be surprised if they didn't make that cut at this point. Well, it's early, right? It's the halfway point. That's still right. really early. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, the win over the Chiefs is a real thing. Good win. It's a good win, beat man. the New Orleans Saints, too. It's a good win. The Saints, to me, because I don't think Michael Thomas was was healthy in that game. I, yeah. I kind of put a little asterisk on that. But the win against okay. the Chiefs, that, that's a real win, man. And while the Chargers were in that game and led the game for most of the game, they didn't finish the deal. The Raiders finished the deal against a team that we know can score in bunches. And that right. raised my eyebrows right there. So while it's okay. still well, early, that yeah. win tells me they very well may be for real. 
So the Steelers are the one seed, followed by the Chiefs, Bills, uh, Titans. Those are your four division leaders at the moment. Baltimore is a wild card. The Raiders are the sixth seed. The Dolphins are the seventh seed. And if they do go to eight seeds this year, it would be Cleveland right now. Uh, the only other team in that hunt is Indianapolis at nine. Uh, they're five and three as well. So it's like a tiebreaker situation, basically from six through nine uh, in the AFC. And in the NFC... Uh, the Rams would be the seventh seed, so they would get in uh, at the moment, and they'd also have the tiebreaker on the Bears, uh, who are five and four, a half game back. But it's New Orleans, Seattle, Green Bay, Philly, Tampa Bay, <laughs> Philly. I it just I had to think about that for a second. I'm like, oh yeah, they're winning that awful division. Uh, yeah. Tampa Bay, Arizona, and the Rams. So right now, if they did the eight teams, it would be Rams, Seahawks in round one. There is nothing more trash, more trash than the rules that are in place that allows a winner of a bad division I to host it. a playoff game. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. There is no they reason. Should not, they should not be hosting a playoff game. You should flip no. it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you should. They yeah. should definitely flip it. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Um, you just looked at the Ram strength of schedule. That's, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, we they've gotten they've gotten by on pretty easy teams, you know. I mean, when I I mean them and the Cardinals, man, the Cardinals at 37 percent in terms of strength of schedule, the Rams at 44 percent, but the Bucks over 50 percent, the New Orleans Saints over 50 percent. Eh, yeah, eh, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, it it's not good. It's not it's good. It's not good. It's not yeah. good. All right, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you want to weigh in on the football conversation, the Raiders, the Chargers, have you seen a more team that's more snake-bitten than the Chargers? And, of course, the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma, according to Brian Winhorst, quote, from what I understand, he's expecting a sizable deal, hoping for a sizable deal. Is he worth a sizable deal? Uh, also, Serge Ibaka linked to the Lakers. How much do you like that? Um, would you rather surge over even Kuz at this point, just as far as having a, another big man, another rotation piece, something that maybe fits better? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Plus, Clay Helton ain't done yet. And by the way, I think they have a gem. We'll tell you what that's all about in two minutes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Yeah, Biggie also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Could you imagine? This you know, hype. Do you ever wonder what, like, it happens to me all the time. Like, and I had this, it's funny, I had this conversation today with Rachel Nichols on off camera. We were talking about music uh, during one of the breaks of the jump today. And I was like, I found myself at that age where I'm like, 
yo, 90s and early 2000s hip-hop is the ish. And it's like, the rest of the stuff is like, it's okay. You know, it's all right. Like, I've gotten to that stage of my life, LZ. I, I never thought I'd be that guy, but I'm there. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you're there. I am. Because, you know, there are some newer artists who came out, you know, post that, who I think are straight fire. Yeah. You know, I, know, I mean, there are some. There are some. Kendrick like, Kendrick like, Lamar is excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a few here and there. Killer but Killer Mike. Yeah, Killer Mike is excellent. Uh, but I feel like maybe it's because those two, like Biggie and Tupac particularly, right, had such, so much airplay at that time. Um, and it felt like they were the two biggest music stars on the planet at that point, right? Like in the, in right. the late 90s. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say when it comes to those two, you know, they also were sort of the faces of the hip hop that was firmly penetrating pop culture, right? Right, right. And they didn't do it in a hokey way. There, there no. were other artists like MC Hammer, you know, Fresh Prince, who penetrated pop culture, but they didn't have the respect because they felt as if they were doing it in a hokey, un- inauthentic way. Correct. These two guys were real about it. So, do you and, remember when Hammer tried to be hard after? Well, he was hard first, then he went soft and he got hard again. Right. Right, but it was weird when he got hard, when he tried to get hard after like doing the hammer dance. Well, even his hard was suspect. Pumps in a bump or whatever that song was. Right, come on, dog. <laughs> come on, dog. And then he had a skull cap. And then in the video, wasn't he wearing a thong or something? Dancing in a thong tomorrow. I don't even remember. I was just yeah. like, what the hell is happening here, man? Yeah. Like, just find people. Do the master P route. Yeah. Have your moment as an artist, and then spend the rest of your time in music finding new talent and developing it. Yeah, yeah. Don't I put agree. on a thong and dance about pumps and a bump or whatever. I mean, we already have the thong song, so we didn't, uh, you know, which was a. Uh, but now that was entertaining. I feel like that was actually enjoyable. <laughs> that was definitely entertaining. Cisco, come on, man. Uh, so, speaking of entertaining, the last Sir? quarter, the fourth quarter, of that USC game was entertaining. And let me ask you this. And look, it happens all the time in college athletics, right? Guys slip through the cracks, particularly in football, right? Keaton yep. Slovis was a three-star athlete, and he's been tremendous. He was 40 of 55 in that last game for 381 yards and a couple of TDs. And look, we were talking a lot about Clay Helton earlier, right? And he's a nice man, and, and he's not ready to get fired just yet, obviously, uh, after a big win against Arizona State, a big come-from-behind win. It feels like Clay, and maybe college uh, coaches like the ones who are not the upper echelon college coaches the best way to keep your job is if you keep recruiting good quarterbacks and I know Sam has had a rough go in the NFL but I don't believe a lot of that is on Sam I think it's just where he went um but Slovis to me is legitimately like got the makings of a star player in college oh god yeah absolutely but here's the reason why Clay is on the hot seat even after the win. He didn't see that. <laughs> right? He wanted to go with JT Daniels. He wanted before. to go with JT Daniels. Right. Which is right. the second time, as long as I've been in LA, that he had a choice between, you know, right, because Sam Darnold wasn't the Sam original Darnold. choice either. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like going, yeah. now look here, dog. I understand that you're part of the recruiting process, the reason why they're on campus to begin with. Right. But also know that you're watching them practice after practice after practice, 
And you made those decisions based upon those QBs played during practices. And I'm like, how in the hell does Sam Darnold and Keaton Slovis not register with you? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's probably the loyalty to the older guy, and you know the freshman thing, and yeah, they, but you're right, you're right. It it shouldn't matter, right? Like I think that if you look at guys who have been good college quarterbacks, right? And look, I know you can say a lot about Jameis Winston, right? But Jameis right. Winston was clearly. Um, he redshirted his freshman year, but then after that, he played. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Like, he played fairly early. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys play fairly early um, in college. Like, it's it, it's not the days of the senior always playing or the junior always playing above the freshman. Like, those days have passed us by a long time ago, I feel like. They have. And I don't know, to your point, if he's just loyal to, you know, guys who have just stuck with him through the long haul or not, but – when an injury happens or a guy transfers or whatever and the backup is showcased and you look and you go, what were we doing? Yeah. Like the great season that Sam Darnold had, I still can't help but wonder if SC would have found themselves in a championship game if he was the had starter at the sooner. very beginning. Yeah, had he started sooner. Eight seven 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 ten espn I'm curious to hear from SC fan about Clay. Warren, though, is in L.A., wants to talk about the Lakers and Kyle Kuzma, according to Brian Winhorst, wanting a, quote, sizable deal from the Lakers. What's up, Warren? Yeah. Hey, George. Hey. 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 Listen, on the trade, uh, I would like to do, uh, if we can bring in Serge Ibaka, if he'll come in with the money, but if you can package Kuzma with uh, Danny Green uh, for DeMar DeRozan, what do you hear? Somebody like that, a mid-level or a trade, or keep Kuzma, and bring in, and I like drafting. Did you see the mock draft for the first round? I like that. Peyton Pritchard, I like him. Yeah, I, I'm not as familiar with this game, so i got to be honest. And thank you, Warren, for the call. Um, DeMar DeRozan is a good player. Um, I mean, I guess as the number three guy, he's fine. He does do things that other people on this team don't do like he can get to the basket he is very good in the mid-range but I feel like that's not the shot that Frank wants on offense LZ um I don't have a problem with him if it happens he's young for one he's local so yeah. chances are he want to stay doesn't shoot two. threes doesn't shoot threes though I'm okay with a guy who doesn't shoot threes as long as he does enough of everything else Right? Like, Kyle Corver shoots threes, mm -hmm. but he doesn't give you anything else. So it's like, I would much rather have a guy who can score on his own, who can play make, who is a willing defender, and who doesn't cause trouble, and who is plays ball the right way, which DeMar DeRozan certainly does. He's well coached, and he's a winner. And I would not mind him in the backcourt at all, regardless of his three-point shooting. All right, let, let's attack this on the other side. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I, I have some thoughts. Um, we can chat about this. I, I'm not feeling that one. Um, I, there are reasons that you outlined that make sense. Others that don't to me. And, and we'll we'll just kind of hash that out in a second. Plus, uh, there is some word about the NBA uh, in regards to the big picture that we'll touch on here in just a second, and the strategy what the strategy needs to be for this L.A. team, for this Lakers team, kind of moving forward here as LeBron uh, gets uh, a little older, right, as the years progress. He's going to be 36 
a week after the season starts. We'll touch on some of that. We'll take more of your calls at 877-710-ESPN. What you need to know is coming up next in three minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So now on LZ with you here, time for what you need to know. Presented by Morongo, play it safe, good times. Um, LZ, we just found out. Greg, where did you find this about Sean McVay? Apparently, we now know our buddy Sean McVay, who we need to get on the show. We haven't had him on in a while. Uh, watches the show This Is Us, a critically acclaimed show. Uh, what, what did you make of his new binge watching of This Is Us? Listen, man, like it's a fantastic show. Personally, I cry enough in my own life. I don't need a TV show to inspire me to cry, which is why I don't mess with it like that. But it's a good show, you know? Yeah, it is a very good show. It gets a lot of, uh, of publicity. It's uh, critically acclaimed. Not my thing because I'm with you. Like, I don't want to watch TV to be sad, okay? I watch enough TV um, and, you know, reality TV like the news, and that right. makes me sad enough some days. I don't need to be crying just, uh, you know, more, more and more frequently. So you want to see This you. Is Us and cry, turn on like CNN or Fox or something. Right. This Is yeah. Us, then start crying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm with you on that. Lastly here we have uh, Austin Barnes. Now, Greg, you have the list here on Austin Barnes. He is now, LZ, the number four all-time Dodgers as far as World Series starts is concerned. Um, Greg, who are the three above him? The three above him are Roy Campanella has 32, Johnny Roseboro has 21, and Steve Yeager has 20. Austin Barnes has 15. That's crazy, huh? That is crazy. How did he do that? Riverside's own Austin Barnes. It's, it just feels like he's not there. Even though I know he's the catcher now for all of our aces and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's the um, specialty catcher for the guys that, uh, yeah. It yeah. just feels like we're always putting in the guy that can actually hit Will to Smith, catch right. in the postseason. Yeah. And or before Yasmani we, before exactly. that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is weird. Uh, but, but he has Randall made a lot of – Randall couldn't catch, though. But he has – no. Uh, but he has and, – and honestly, Will Smith isn't necessarily a great signal caller either. No, um, he's not. At this stage, yeah. Uh, but, Greg, you're the Dodger fan here. Did that even surprise you? Yeah, it did. But, I mean, like, I guess if you go to the World Series three times in four years, that's right. going to kind of happen. Right. But, I mean, he was he was instrumental in this, in winning this World Series this year. True. He caught the last couple mm-hmm. games. He caught a game earlier in the – he won – I think he caught three of the four wins in, in the World Series. And he had the big hit that knocked out uh, the Rays pitcher that was throwing phenomenally. Yep. So, I mean, if he doesn't get if – he, if he gets out there, Mookie comes up to face him. So, I mean, he was huge. You know what? You're right. He should have been MVP. Now that I think about it, <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, he was really good in it. I'm, I you can't take it away from him. That's funny. That's what you need to know. Presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, LZ, sir. So before we get into the NBA, so there's uh, talk uh, now that the NBA season is upon us of 72 uh, 72 game season and I've got some thoughts on that uh there was also a discussion that Greg and I were having earlier about the Lakers strategy uh for this year and beyond as far as roster building so I want to touch on that too um but today is national fried chicken day uh god I I mean listen we could talk about fried chicken sandwiches and fried chicken all day on this show for me and I would be in heaven Mm -hmm. um did you try 
um, Howland Rays yet? Did you get a chance while you were in town to try Howland? I, I, I have not. Their hours were really funky during the pandemic. Right. Yeah, they're not open today, I don't believe. Right, mm. Laura? Didn't you check it out earlier today? They were closed? Yeah, I was really disappointed because that's where I wanted my fried chicken sandwich from, but they're yeah. closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I may mm. have to just hit some Popeyes or something later. There's two now near me uh, on, PC, on PCH. You know what I made last night? Um, made catfish. And this is germane to our conversation. Uh, but in the air fryer. Oh! And it was good. But not great. But not great. It was, it was good, dry. Though. It was dry. It wasn't too dry. It just didn't have that greasy crisp that you yeah. really can't replicate. And yeah. so I had chicken breast. So after I did the the, the the catfish and I saw the result, I was like, going, yeah, I'm not messing with my chicken breast like that. So I threw it on the grill. Right. <laughs> because I wasn't quite sure what the air fryer was going to do to my chicken breast. The air fryer is an interesting proposition because I have thrown in stuff in there and it is it does make things that I was like, ooh, okay, that's pretty good. Like we made um, buffalo cauliflower uh, with a little breading on it. Yep. Um, and... The first few times we made it, a little too soggy, and then we kind of found the right uh, way to kind of do, you know, get it done, like kind of stop it every few minutes, flip it around a little bit. You know, it took more work than I expected. Uh, but the air fryer is an interesting um, tool in the kitchen, one that I have tried to uh, utilize more and more recently. Hmm. I don't, I, I don't know. It, it still is a, is a, put it this way. If it was a holiday and I needed to like cook, cook for the for the for the peoples, right? You're not I'm throwing not, it in there. I'm not yeah. putting the air fryer in. No. The air no. fryer won't be present. No, for air fryer is good for like frozen food. I feel like is that fair to say? Um, like what? You know, like chicken tenders or something that you buy, like from well, like Trader I tried Joe's. To, I tried a potato, like the fries and stuff in the air fryer, and maybe I needed to leave it in longer or something, yeah. but it didn't have that crisp to it. Really? No, we, we've done fries in the air fryer, and it does it does good taste. It does good crisp. Is it crisp like in fresh out the fryer, or crisp as in it's 3 o'clock in the morning, I know these fries been under the lamp, but I'm going to eat them anyway? No, 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 fresh crisp, uh, just out of the air fryer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Put up a poll, George. <laughs> we'll put up a poll. Let's put up a poll on this. Yes, Do you sir. like a 72-game regular season for the NBA moving forward? Because I would be in on that. Uh, selfishly, as a Laker fan, no. Really? Why is that? Because I'm going to need LeBron to be number one in scoring, and them 10 games over the next couple of seasons can help. Yeah, that is an interesting point. I didn't think about the individual accolades for LeBron. All the records, all the accumulation records, the assists. He could finish in the top five with enough games in assists. Yeah, yeah. Now, I I, I do think, interestingly enough, though, I think that they probably won't switch to a 72-game season anytime soon, basically because they're going to be losing money here, obviously, over the next couple of years as we deal with the pandemic. Right. Um, but I do think at one point it would be nice because think about it. Adam Silver wants to get this midseason tournament. Uh, he wants to make that a thing, mm-hmm. right? And obviously we, we have the play-in situation. And I think that's an easy way to make money back from a TV revenue standpoint, right? Like you sell the rights to the midseason tournament, to whoever, right? Us here at ESPN or Turner or someone else, right? Um, and then you can do the same thing for the play-in games, right? Like you, you, you add a surcharge basically to Turner and, 
and ESPN for the play-in game. Like, there's ways to make that money back. Hell, clearly Adam Silver is in on gambling. Like, he wants more gambling involved in general, like at these arenas. So I just think there's ways to make that up. But I didn't think about the accolades part of it. Listen, you want to make it up, this is what you do. You have franchise-sponsored flowers in all the smoke shops. So if you're a Laker fan, you can get that Laker purple and gold, <laughs> puff, puff. If you're a Celtic fan, you get that green, like green, green. And then you get a you get a you know a piece of those profits and the paraphernalia that goes with it, the Laker bongs, you know. <laughs> now it is interesting you say that because if there's one league that would probably be open to trying something like that, it might be the it might be the NBA because I mean, they're so progressive. I'm just um, saying, how's that different than a jersey? I mean, I exactly. guess exactly. It's a little different um, because it's still it is still even though I think it's ridiculous, uh, it is still a federal crime as wild as it is and as open as it is in a lot of states now. Well, listen, you start small, so you focus in on the states and the franchises in those states where it's legal. Yeah, and then you just sit back, like with gambling, you sit right. back and watch people go. Wait a minute, we want a piece of that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, mm, interesting. Um, you can't I, I can't imagine LZ walking down the street with his Lakers bong as he's just token up. No, I don't think you're walking down. down the street with the bong, but you know you could go well, to that's the a jersey. And Can get you the imagine Staples? And, yeah, purple and gold Kush. You know, Staples sitting there. Everybody's like, "Let's go." What team is this again? Oh, Lakers! <laughs> Lakers! Yeah, it's the Lakers. Yeah, there'll be no more fights. Yeah, you know. Well. Everybody be eating Blaze pizza in the arena. Exactly. Uber and, and Lyft will be, you know, head over heels, thrilled with all the extra business. Yeah, that's true. Listen, I'm a job creator over here, baby. You are. You are creating jobs, LZ. That is an excellent point by you. Thank um, you, sir. Greg, you were uh, wondering about how the Lakers should go moving forward before we get back to football here in a second. Because um, you were wondering, you think that they're, they should potentially consider adding someone to the roster who could be around post-LeBron, right? Yeah, well, like, well, there has to be some kind of happy medium player. I don't know who it is at this point, but somebody that can win now for LeBron but will also still be there to be the number two or 1A, 1B with Anthony Davis. And it's just tough to figure out who that guy is. I don't know but, if that guy's available right now. Is he? Is he? I, don't, I don't see one, you know? Well, that player is not available right now, but what I will say is – it's difficult to replace people in the GOAT conversation anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there could certainly be outstanding free agents that are out there, mm -hmm. but asking someone to come in to be the next LeBron, the next Jordan, the next Kareem, like that's a huge ask anyway, and you're probably going to end up empty-handed regardless. So the question right. isn't who can you get to replace LeBron, more about who can you get to complement AD. And then maybe AD will morph into LeBron or AD continues to grow and he becomes a LeBron. But there's no LeBron out there to go and get. Right, right. Yeah, like I don't know, like Greg, who you, right, who would you who would you even want in that scenario? No, I mean, you start thinking about who some of those guys are. Like, obviously they're not available like you guys are saying, but would Bradley Beal be that guy that could be – and I'm not looking for another LeBron. I don't LeBron. think Bradley no – I mean, LeBron. I think Bradley Beal – I think Bradley Beal – compliments ad i think bradley bill compliments a lot of teams um i just don't know if he's if you're an, if he's your number two if you're going to be a championship level team 
So is there somebody like that, or do you have to go after somebody big? Like Giannis is going to be a as a free agent next year. Well, Giannis maybe, hasn't proved that he's a number one yet. Right. So, but along <laughs> with next to AD, but along next to AD, like that's that's a pretty dominant one too. It's uh, not saying it's going to happen. Not saying I, there's another LeBron. I mean, the thing with the thing with an AD talent, and the reason why it works so well with LeBron. It's because LeBron wasn't just a willing passer. He was an exceptional passer. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to get AD easy buckets in scenarios where a Giannis cannot or Bradley Beal cannot. So, right. like, you need someone who is able to score on their own, not be taken advantage of on a defensive end for size purposes or because they're slow, and still able to keep everyone involved with the kind of passes where they can always be successful. That's asking a lot. (laughs) Right. Which is why LeBron is so damn special, which is why Jordan and Kobe are so damn special. Those kind of guys don't grow on trees. So you don't look for those guys. You just look at your your core, which is AD, and ask, what can you put around AD that will make sense? And, And forget about this notion of we need to replace LeBron when he retires because it's hard to find those guys. Yeah, and the thing with Bradley Beal, while I think – the more I think about it, Bradley Beal could be – I mean, look, I think he certainly compliments AD, as I mentioned a second ago. Um, you're probably just going to have to wait till he's a free agent because it just doesn't seem like he wants to be the bad guy and ask out of Washington, right, LZ? That just seems to be the case. I mean, he doesn't have to be the bad guy. I think that that team right now is willing to blow things up because their backcourt is so expensive they have no wins to show for it. But no one wants John Wall, so it's got to be Bradley Beal. Right, but I also think that they I, – I I know for a fact that the Washington Wizards want a – which is crazy to me – an Anthony Davis-like haul for Bradley Beal, and I just don't think that anyone is coming with that. Well, you know what? A lot of crazy things come out of Washington, and this is just one more thing. <laughs> because no one, no one's giving you all of that for, for a player who, as great as he is offensively, clearly cannot elevate a franchise um, by himself. Right. But you know what? That you'd, people would have made the case that AD was that kind of guy. Well, and he was, which is why he's with LeBron, who has proved that he can be the guy to elevate a franchise by himself. That's my point. It's like... It, it, those guys, but, but those, to, these LeBron guys, just come, they're generational talent. But then, to Greg's point, do you do you believe in your development enough to say that you can help Giannis get to that next level? Um, I don't like the idea of Giannis and AD as teammates. You think too much duplication? It's way too much duplication. Okay. Way too much duplication, and. I believe that both of them are franchise caliber players, but I don't think they need. I don't think you'll get the most out of either one of them if they're teammates. So you don't think. Sorry. So you don't think that Tim Duncan and David Robinson were basically the same guy? Was they weren't a good fit. They, they absolutely. I mean, they were both bigs. They were both bigs. That no, 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 no. There was like a ten to twelve year difference between the two of them. One was clearly just trying to be the grunt man, while the other one was the feature star. This is a different situation with Giannis and AD. They're right. both very much in their primes, and neither yeah. one wants to be just a grunt man. Yeah. Uh, all right. We could attack this a little further uh, or t- continue the discussion a little further at 877-710-ESPN. Hit us up, 877-710-3776. Back to football, though, next. 
If, if you are Greg Bergman, mm-hmm. Bruin Boy, if you are Martin Jarman, AD of UCLA, what do you do with this Chip Kelly situation? And yes, I have elevated it to a situation. Plus, we have a Dodger-Laker situation, but a good one. And what do we do about that? Well, I got to tell you first what it is, so we'll get to that at 6.30 as well. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 